We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Nerd Talk, Nerd Talk, talking about Nerd Talk, yeah! Welcome to Nerd Talk Plus, our weekly deeper dive into the stories that make this world nerdier. From Odyssey's Nerd Talk, I'm your host, Gregor. And he's been a managing editor, blah, 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 Spokane, something or other. He's Brandon. I've totally screwed it up. Nope, nope, there it is. I found the sheet that we're supposed to be looking at together to be able to do this show. <laughs> Hashtag preparation H. <laughs> hey, speaking of... <laughs> that was before we recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, neither of us is a scientist, engineer, supervillain, or happy, but if you are, let us know what we get right, or if you must, if you're brandon's brother what we get wrong yeah Um, yeah that butthole speaking of (laughs) (laughs) tell a friend write a review if you're listening to this on demand or just holler at us with your answer to this episode's question of the week yeah this episode's question of the week is is this a simulation and uh a follow-up question to that is if so who do i talk to about programming my baby's teeth to just come in already and not be doing the like slow um like basically the way i view his teeth coming in right now is like the steamroller in austin powers a movie that i'm sure you haven't seen because you've never seen a movie um you're like you're like the movie version of kanye who has recently said he's never read a book any any book yo dude that's different though man one of those is ignorant and the other one is unless he's like dyslexic or something i can understand or whatever but uh yeah, that's um. <laughs> so you've never seen a movie. So anyway, but my baby's teeth are like this. This guy driving a, a steamroller. Um, it's not a steamroller. Is it a steamroller? One of those things with the big, the big wheel, the big heavy wheel that makes the the yeah the steam ground class steamroller. Where, yeah. Where's the steam from? I don't know where the steam is from. Anyway, um, <laughs> then he runs over Norm Macdonald. Uh, very 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 slowly that's my baby's teeth coming in right now and my is it making fun of who framed roger rabbit is that what it's making fun of probably i don't know (laughs) you believe it or not i haven't seen it (laughs) (laughs) i've only seen the um i've only seen the spy who shagged me i never saw the first Uh austin powers and so i've seen the one with fat bastard but that's um that's it oh is that i bet you people would get real mad about that today huh or wait, we are headed like super right wing these days. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Not. And he's Scottish, so like, there's no limits on making fun of Scottish people. <laughs> um, I gotta, I gotta start by giving a shout out to um, Senora Fernandez, my Spanish teacher. I've gone back to college; that's a real thing. Um, and she had a, a discussion question for us this week that we had to go online and fill out. Uh, University is online now, by the way. All the assignments and everything on a laptop. I've it's been twenty years since I've been to school, so I. Didn't I was going to say time. when I was in college, most of it was online. 
Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea, right? And so the um, this uh, this dis- discussion numero tres, quién soy, who am I? And it asks a bunch of questions, right? And like uh, it gets into profesión, which is your profession. And I said, uh, I said, soy un presentador en radio y podcast, right? I'm a radio presenter and podcast host is what that means. And I get into class today and she goes, oh, Greg. And I was like, hello. And, you know, I'm amongst like burnout 19-year-olds is like everybody. It's like your other brother. Hold up, hold up, um, hold up, hold up. In, uh, in, in high school, so I didn't take Spanish in high school, but I remember uh-huh. I wish I had because um, all of the people in the Spanish class all got – uh, they all got to choose a Spanish name for their Spanish yeah. class. So yeah. in, because it sounds weird to be like soy Greg instead of like <laughs> soy Jose or or whatever. Yeah. Right. So um, is that not like are we are we too culturally sensitive in 2022 to like start picking uh, uh, Spanish names for yourself? Or is there like oh. or is there like a Spanish version of Greg that you can go for? Like, no, no, no. Soy, Today she... soy Gregor. She. <sighs> Um, today she apologized because. So you've seen when, that. When you have a group of, um, that's the Gregor joke, man. Uh, anyway, yeah. uh, like if I was a troll that lived in the darkness, like that's the Gregor or the Gerg version of of Greg. Is that anyway? Um, today she was like going over. If you have two girls, it's dos chicas, and if you have two boys, it's dos chicos. But if you have four people, two of each, it's Cuatro chicos, and she's like apologized for the class not being woke enough to to recognize that there's that the women shouldn't be made less just because there's men included in the let thing. Let me okay? be. And, let me apologize on behalf of a language that is millennia old. Yeah, and she was like, "But the Royal Spanish Society doesn't recognize it yet." And as a teacher of the you know confirmed thing that we teach, that's that. and so she like made her recognition of it but also was like i'm not this is not i'm not having this argument and she's the coolest ever but anyway so i sit down and she's like oh senor greg and i was like oh buenos dias and she says something to like oh mr podcast host and i was like oh no and so it's me and like 17 burnout 18 year olds right like and one of them two of the chicks are like smoking hot and i'm like oh i remember college now um and uh but like most of the people could not give a crap less about this class, but she announces that I'm like a thing in the class and like there's nothing less cool than being like um, given recognition in front of people who make their coolness points off of not giving a crap. Mm-hmm. And she won't drop it. She starts talking about it. It's, oh, it's kind of um, technological and you talk about it, but it's very funny. And I was like, first of all, Thank you, because I am desperately in need of attention, (laughs) so much so. And if you could just give me a hug and tell me I'm going to feel better, that would also be fine. But I understand this is a school relationship and we can't do that. But she goes on and on. And so I'm like horribly embarrassed. At first I thought she was joking because she just read the thing. But then she started talking about and the other guy and like she like listened to this show. Oh, I hope she listens. I hope she listens right now, mostly because I want her to to join in on this podcast. I guess it's not an experiment now. It's more of a, I'm really interested to see how this plays out because I'm hoping that some of the other people in your class are also going to go listen to this now <laughs> because I just want of all of the girls in the class for the them to all be thinking, okay, am I one of the hot chicks? Am I the, one about? of the hot yeah. chicks? <laughs> well, one of them, it's like obvious. She like, knows, yeah. yeah. And everyone, it's just like, it's. we should have all just like put our hands up and been like, we're all on the same page. And the like other one guys. is and the other one is Professor Fernandez. <laughs> hey, Maria. 
Um, anyway, she's awesome. And if this is if Brandon just had me cross the line, I'm sorry. But if she, she indeed is listening, but she's super cool, and I like I'm so touched that she went and took it that far. It was just terribly embarrassing. And why why can't both be true, right? So, uh, Professor, uh, I don't speak Spanish. I took sign language for two years. Do you want to know? You know want to you want to know my qualification for hosting uh, co hosting a show called Nerd Talk? Yeah, uh, is that I lettered in sign language in high school. <laughs> I mean, I lettered in yearbook, so it's not like it's, you know, six of one, half dozen of yes, we, the we, other we nerds. Just, we just put it all out on the table for you now. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The question My life for, is in shambles, Brandon. I don't care. I, like, I'll admit to anything you need. Perfect. Uh, Professor uh, Fernandez, um, or yeah. I could sign it for you, Fernandez. but you can't see that this is a uh, audio um, uh, medium, yeah. so I'm not going to sign language to you. And I don't know Spanish sign language. That's uh, not sign language, Brandon. You're just giving her the bird. <laughs> I do know one word in Spanish sign language because you know how in, um, like, I don't know if you, people used to do this for Awkward Turtle. Uh, it's the thing where you put like your you yeah, put one, two hands on top of two each hands other. on top of each other, and then you uh, do your thumbs out like a turtle. It kind of looks yeah. like a turtle, and people would do that for quote awkward turtle. I went to this thing once called uh, um, it was like Silent Tuesdays or something like that, where we go to the super mall in Auburn, and um, basically a bunch of deaf people would get together and just hang out, and a bunch of people who were taking sign language mm. classes in the uh, cool. uh, different high schools would go and just have an opportunity to speak with like native. Oh, cool speakers right like you know as a figure yeah. of speech signers um, yeah. lol um, now the uh, uh, the question though <laughs> thank you so it's one of the, like it was quiet and one of the girls and you know, quiet but like one of the girls did the uh, uh, awkward turtle thing and then one of the the deaf guys who knows both Spanish and American sign language was like what are you doing? Like, why did you just do that sign? And she was like, oh, it's a uh, awkward turtle. And he was like, that means lesbian in Mexican sign language. <laughs> and he's like, I'm so down. <laughs> he's like, how did you know? <laughs> That's This is amazing. I think we could just stop right now. This has been an amazing talk. I feel much better um, temporarily. And then, um, yeah, we'll just carry on. Uh, so is this a simulation? Because if so, that was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> so i'd like to um acknowledge that um we are doing this podcast on the tribal no. uh, i'd like to acknowledge that today's episode is pre-recorded um because they all are even though we pretend like they're live um i just have to say that because tonight nasa is expecting its small fast moving probe the dart program to slam into an asteroid to see if they can like shove this space rock out of the way you know just in case. <laughs> they launched it atop uh, a puny little rocket to fly millions of miles on a collision course. And I say puny because in the animation, the dart craft hits the asteroid at 14,000 miles per hour, an unimaginable speed. And it just kind of looks like a grasshopper hitting your windshield between, <laughs> like, I don't know, Seattle and Spokane on yeah, I-90 or yeah, whatever. Yeah. It does not look like it does, I mean, absolutely anything. Um, I'm sure they've done the math and they understand, like, likely how it would work, but... I, I'm more worried that it's not that it won't work. I'm more worried that this isn't a test and they just aren't telling us because why would they? Yeah. And then if it doesn't work like the dinosaurs, we're going to go from one of the hottest summers on record to another ice age. Yeah. Like real fast. I, or as uh, Rick on Twitter points out, it's pretty much the plot for 
Armageddon, which a movie that you haven't seen, yeah, correct. Which yes, you, you should absolutely see because um, it goes into this entire like. Of course, there's a genre of movies that are like space movies, you know. Yeah. But I feel like even within the genre of space movies, there is a subgenre. Um, mm-hmm. Like in horror films, you get like slashers, or you get suspense, or blah blah blah. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sure. In in uh, in space genres or in space the space genre, there is a subgenre called send guys up who aren't astronauts to space in order to do things in space. And uh, Mm, Armageddon falls into one of those because like the entire plot is like, well, um, instead of training astronauts, how, because there's no time because this asteroid is going to destroy the earth. um, Instead of training astronauts, let's just train Bruce Willis. No, let's, uh, let's have these um, who was dead the whole time. Uh, No, he wasn't (laughs) just at the end. Sorry, spoiler alert, but it's been out since the nineties. So suck it. Um, Was he really dead at the end or is that just the the other movie? Yeah, no, no, he dies. He sacrificed himself. Uh, Oh yeah. Well, okay. And I don't feel bad about spoiling it for you because it's been out for literally 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, you shouldn't feel bad. Now, uh, uh, don't tell me anything about Santa Claus. (laughs) He's also dead at the end of their Armageddon. (laughs) (laughs) Took a meteor right to the reindeer. Uh, no. So, uh, the, obviously the meteor is coming toward earth and instead of Mm, there, they don't try to knock it off. Of course, what they do is they, um, they send a bunch of miners, not children, but people who do the mining profession, to uh, drill into the middle of the of the thing. They land on the asteroid. They drill into the middle of it. They plant a nuke, and then yeah. they blow it up from the inside in order to get it to split and go around the Earth, uh, each sure. half of it to go around the Earth and uh, continue on its path, I, I suppose. Um, I want to read what actual scientists think about that film. I want to know, like, that sounds absolutely ludicrous, that yeah. it would, like, split and go, like, around the Luda. Earth. It seems like it would yeah. just split and then still crash into the Earth in smaller parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, uh, but, like, this this subgenre, like, there's also Space Cowboys, which I suppose those were all... Um, those those guys were all astronauts at one point, but Tommy Lee Jones, Clint Eastwood, they were just old. So it was like it's sure. just the idea of like let's take something where we could send astronauts to do a job, but let's actually just take like how what do we change about it? they're like all the movie Space Camp? <laughs> Max and Jinx are friends. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's just like what what yeah. Um, but I have the same fear as you. You have the same fear as me that they would be not telling us the truth and then something would be happening and then we would exactly. end up getting smushed. Yeah, because I'm always like, look, if... if uh, My fingers are crossed, bro. <laughs> if there was an asteroid like hurtling toward the planet, it would yeah. make no sense to tell us about it. Yeah. Uh, because I, otherwise, like, social unrest, chaos, more than we've already got, right? Like, it, it makes absolutely zero sense. I've got two things okay. about this. One, are you driving towards it or away from it? They're like, it's going to hit Montana. Are you like, let's go, I-90. I'm right here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, or are you like, let's get to somewhere else, like uh, the ocean or something? Like, what? which way Which way are you headed? I, I mean, away from away from the thing uh, is, is my initial response. Because as yeah. much as I joke about, I mean, not joke, I'm clinically depressed. Uh, as much as I joke about, like, all of the things that come along with depression that we don't yeah. need to talk about, um, mm-hmm. like, I'm probably not going to go out try to go out that way um and so i'm probably driving away from it but also like i'm in spokane and and by the time they tell us they're gonna be like well sorry spokane's and then they'll be like like, grab your gun and start shooting at it (laughs) (laughs) come on man no man bruce willis is up there i don't want to hit him on accident (laughs) 
No, I ask because, like, since I've been a maybe this speaks volumes about myself yeah. or whatever that um, since I was a kid, even like I'm old enough to remember when barely remember when the Berlin Wall came down yeah. and the Cold War ended and stuff like that. And there was like always the that was the storyline to the bad guys are the Russians and the good guys are the Americans and it's going to be nuclear war. It was like the then it became the terrorists instead of the Russians and that's became way more racist. Yeah, did you know there's a um, huge uh there was like a huge debate about what was the, I didn't see the new Top Gun movie, but there's been a huge debate of people online trying to be like what country is it supposed to be? Is it Russia? Is it Iran? Is it like Afghanistan? Yeah, is it just oh, is it just kind of like oblivious or uh, yeah. ambivalent? But like nobody wants to name the country because Yeah, it's of like course blah, because blah, blah. yeah. We, that's progress, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. I guess but I mean, it's Russia, um, right? <laughs> so, but like, I like was I thought about bombs. I remember being going to my first day of either sixth or ninth grade. I can't remember which one it was. We went for the pre like the orientation, and they took us to the library to show it to us. And I remember checking out a book, and it was called "After the Bomb, Week One," and it's what would happen after an atom bomb was dropped somewhere let's say los angeles like how people what would happen to our culture and our yeah. society and how bad would the fallout be from all that pretty heavy reading for like a sixth grader yeah. right or yeah. maybe yeah it was sixth grader because it was madison middle school yeah okay um and so i read that and it turns out that was the second book in the series <laughs> so i wasn't set up for the with the first book which was even more horrifying that like what would you do as a entire city if you knew that you only had limited time to get away right and at that point, I was like, oh, I'm driving straight for that bomb, dude. I can't even drive a car, and I'm like, I'm going straight for it, because the the end, the aftermath is a billion times worse than if you... just sounds just... like way more terrible, like to deal with oh. all of the, the culture that exists. I mean, we've all seen all of the post-apocalyptic, uh, and like, I'm not trying to like, uh, think of, uh, what's a good like post-nuclear... Uh, well, Terminator. Terminator, exactly, right? Like, who wants to deal with wars against robots and, like, especially robots these days? But it's beyond that. It's it's the infrastructure that you lose. You don't realize this is yeah. the thing that I go on and I sound like a stoner my whole life because I've always been bent out of shape about this. But bro, you ever think we, about water pipes though? Yeah, man, that's exactly it. It's plumbing. Yeah, like I like the idea that. You know, when you have just a bunch of poops hanging out and outside your house, that like the disease follows it. But when you can just shuttle shuttle it off somewhere and it's gone, then we stay like a bazillion percent healthier as a result of being able to eliminate our eliminations. And so you get rid of that stuff, and I mean, life goes back to bubonic plague times. Like it's we're not we're not talking about like a breakdown in just yeah you're not like, talking about like roving factions of people who are like scouring food and ammo and trade in like building these first massive there's the collapse and things like that it's like the first thing that happens is like oh my poop don't go anymore like uh now i'm sick right like yeah and that's how like the first most like first the the bomb explodes, then the people die of the diseases that were avoidable, and, and then all the people that were like, see, I told you we shouldn't use vaccines, and then smallpox is back, and then you break out into pustules and you live a horrendous life and until you die from it. Like that's just the first phase after the devastation. Then it's the survivalism. And like we let's just face it, like I'm not making it to survivalism point. Like so might as well drive towards the freaking nuke, right? <laughs> and in this case, it's an asteroid headed to Earth that we're trying to destroy as they send Dart towards this flying yeah, piece so of like, rock to test so it out. So now there's not even like a potential, um, like if this asteroid comes down, like at least with a nuke. I mean, 
look, superhero movies, right? The origin story is always like exposed to radioactive stuff and then it's like yeah. becomes radioactive Cancer. man, no, wait. right? But no, yeah. no, that's what I'm saying is like, okay, drive towards the nuke because worst case scenario, I die. Best case scenario, I develop I superpowers. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's your superpower? Uh, my superpower is I develop white blood cells faster than everybody else. <laughs> It won't do me any good because there's no one left around, but it's, uh, yeah, so. Anyway, um, yeah, so that thing happens tonight uh, as the time of uh, recording on a Monday afternoon. That happens uh, Monday night at 8 p.m., so we'll talk about it maybe next week. Now, T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. In other space news that is a little more... I don't know if hopeful or positive or neutral, I guess. Uh, the James Webb Telescope is giving us awesome photos of seemingly everything. A few weeks ago, it was Jupiter that they pointed it at, and it gave us these beautiful, beautiful photos of like this like infrared Jupiter, and it's just spectacular. But this time, it's the furthest away planet in the solar system, Neptune, which happens to be my favorite non-Earth planet because of one of its moons. I'll explain that in a second. But I mean, is Earth sp- really your favorite planet? Um. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I I had to think about it because I'm like, Ugh. like if is there a spaceship that I can live on? Because then no. Yeah. <laughs> but if I if it means I stop living right now mid sentence, like yeah, then Earth's my number one, I guess. Um. Uh, but so the this thing is like um. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought here. Anyway, they pointed this James Webb Space Telescope at the planet Neptune, and it's still so far away that even this thing, it's like kind of between mediums because like it can study like far away galaxies or it can study our own solar system, but it's like at the edge of the like <laughs> of the short lens, you know? So it's still not like a as crisp a photo or <laughs> it keeps it keeps saying on the on the screen, uh, move further away. Move further away in order to get <laughs> Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> like- and like when and when Voyager two was there, or even the first one that went out there, I forget what the first um, what the first spaceship that checked it out was. Oh, uh, Hubble. Hubble has the best photo of it because it's designed for that kind of range or whatever. But Voyager was there, and it has a beautiful photo too. I might have those two backwards. It doesn't matter though. 
And so, but th this one gave us one in infrared, and it's awesome because you see the planet. And something that most people don't know about the planets in our solar system is that I think four of them, one, two, three, four of them have rings. And it's because the way planets form is there's like an accretion disk, I think is what it's called, and it's a bunch of different rocks and gases and stuff that are in a spot. And then the, as they smack into each other and they get bigger and bigger, they form uh, a center point for gravity, and then they start pulling more and more stuff into it. And if something goes flying by and gets caught, get caught, gets caught in the gravity, it might... Like, uh, the way Saturn's rings formed, they think, is that an ice moon was going around it, and it got too close to Saturn, and it reached its breaking point, which is called the Roche limit, and it exploded, and ice chunks went everywhere over the course of, like, a really short amount of time, like a week, it all dispersed around Saturn, and because it's water ice, it reflects back really well, and we think they're relatively new because there's not a lot of dust on them, and so we... As they get older, they'll become dustier, and we won't see them as well. And that's kind of what's going on in these outer planets. And so this thing, you see Neptune, you see its rings, and then you see some some shepherding moons in there. Has anybody seen Hoth recently? <laughs> no. It's like, oh, Death Star got that one too? Nah, son of a bitch. <laughs> but then... Uh, quite the distance away from Neptune is this other, it looks like a star in the image. I have it there if you haven't seen it, but um, it looks like a star. But it, what it is is a, it's one of the moons of Neptune called Triton. And Triton is massive, much further outside of the orbit. And it orbits the opposite direction of the other moons. And so everything goes in like a solar system, like our planets around the sun and this one's going the other direction and so one of a couple things happened two things like bonked into each other and exploded and a big chunk got stuck into orbit or something was coming in from the from the Oort cloud or the Kuiper belt is what I meant it's coming in from the Kuiper belt and it got stuck in the gravity and it couldn't get free and so it's got this like wacky extra planet that's caught in a um, that's caught in an orbit around this and so we have this amazing view of it. It's beautiful, and you know, I never think of Neptune like that. But seeing it in with the infrared is really cool. It looks like a marble. Oh yeah, yeah. It does. Yeah, it's a great way. You should look at the Jupiter ones if you scroll through the feed in there. The Jupiter ones are uh, incredible. It's like a giant cat's eye marble. It's like crazy oh, yeah. how beautiful it is. It's so, on I mean, Orion's belt. What it's showing us is uh, Men in Black movie amazing. you haven't seen. No, I've seen it. I've seen oh, it. I've seen okay. it. Good, good, good. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, you're seeing the different bands of radiation and light that are coming off of it, and they glow this beautiful, like cold blue around these planets, and it's just so cool. It's it's funny because when you um, like, I'm looking at the NASA Instagram page now. Uh, yeah. Which give them that a are follow you, now. Are you I, on NASA Web? Is that what you're looking uh, at? No, I'm looking at NASA, and um, it's cool. And I'll go look at NASA Web in a sec. But when you scroll through, um, it's and you see, you know, Instagram is three wide, and then you have just th rows of three and three and it's like wow cool wow and then there's like this picture of neptune that you're talking about where you're like yeah but like all the explanation you're like okay that's actually really rad but like if you look at it in in, in the feed next to everything else you're like oh, okay mm-hmm okay <laughs> everything else is way cooler than that <laughs> yeah so um it's it's fantastic. I like love this like space stuff, and we talk about it a lot. How I get really goofed up on this like solar system stuff, and it's like so fun to talk about. So that this is right up my alley from these. And then the other thing that's happening right now is that Jupiter. It's all over my feed right now. Jupiter's in now. Ho, granted, I'm the host of Nerd Talk, so I follow a lot of space centric things. But 
Jupiter at the time of recording is the closest it's been to Earth in 59 years. That's specifically today. And it's actually been like um, clear enough overnight to be able, when I come out in the morning on my way at the absurd time that I get up to go to work, it's still dark out and you can see it. It looks like the brightest star in the sky because it's, it's, it's called in opposition, which means it's the sun and then the Earth and then Jupiter. And if you drew a straight line, they would all connect. And so you're seeing Jupiter super well lit up by the sun as it's reflecting back. And you can see some of the moons around it if you get out your binoculars or a high power camera. And every day it's out there like it's brilliant and beautiful. If you're a person who actually stays up at night after the sun goes down, look to the east and you'll see it rising. You'll see Brandon waving at you from Spokane. Hi! Shooting a gun at Bruce Willis. (laughs) (laughs) On an asteroid. Now, um, it's, uh, uh, are we sure that we're not firing this, um, this dark craft at the, like NASA says, oh, we're going to shoot it at an asteroid to see if we, but now we know that Jupiter is getting closer and closer and closer. Are we sure we're not just trying to like knock Jupiter? It's like (laughs) Jupiter, codename Bruce Willis, shoot this thing. I got to tell you, Jupiter's massive gravity is enough to actually offset the sun a little bit because the center point between their two gravities isn't like directly within the the center of the sun. So as Jupiter goes around, it barely pulls the sun around out of place a little bit and changing everyone else's thing. So a couple, uh, a a tiny little spaceship headed towards it. That thing's like, yeah, get out of (laughs) here. So, yeah. Anyway, that's um, that's if you get a chance to go outside. I mean, for the next two, three weeks, you'll be able to clearly see. It. It's like so obvious. It's the brightest star, not not the moon. Okay, that's not Jupiter. But if you get like, I just took my seventy to two hundred millimeter lens out, and like two hundred mil is not like unheard of for a pair of binoculars. And like, if you set it just right, and you find a dark spot, like you can see some of the Galilean moons going around. Jupiter, it's awesome. But, but you're saying that, like, even me without a, uh, a camera, like, I should be able to go out and look east uh, up in the sky and with the naked eye still be able to see the planet. Oh, for sure. Like, it's not, you're not like, wow, that's Jupiter, but you're like, that's it's a big a, bright thing that I didn't see yeah. before. Okay. And it's off, it's off white. It's like, when I, if I pointed to it and I was like, that's Jupiter, you'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, and Jupiter is like only Jupiter is as big as all of the other planets in the solar system combined, and so. But then the Sun is like still like you know a hundred Jupiters or something like that. So it's like the the two are vastly different sizes, but it's like the biggest thing in our solar system that's not a star. It's maybe even a failed star. They hypothesize that the Sun took too much of the of the cloud that was there and made it in the, you know the whatever it is hydrogen or whatever and made. Um, that's why own. we got to be careful with the cloud, man. We're storing all my hydrogen in the cloud. What a mistake. That's what NASA did. That's why the SLS can't go up. That's where they're getting the vaccines. So Vanity 5G. So Vanity Fair reports that James Earl Jones has retired from voice acting. One of his most iconic roles, he's hanging up the helmet. Oh. Dark Lord of the Sith, Darth Vader. Okay. What were I, you just, say? Well, I thought it was the, uh, no, never mind. Rather than seeking out a replacement actor or voice actor for the job, Lucasfilm is turning to a Ukrainian voice AI company, bad timing, with permission from James Earl Jones, they're going to recreate the voice with computers. Which, if there's one character where that makes sense, it's for the guy that's more machine than human. And I feel bad for all the voice actors out there, but they've already done this for the Obi-Wan series, and it was awesome. Yeah, now, it was actually good. It wasn't like uh, you didn't feel like you had um, Hayden Christensen 
going yeah. through well, you remember those Darth Vader masks that you could get back in the day that oh, would yeah. like change your voice yeah sure yeah, it what, did not feel like that with him yeah. going ooh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But if you watch Rogue One, that was in 2016, I've done the research today about this. If you watch Rogue One, it sounds like an 80-year-old man voiced it, and that's like six years ago, because at the time he was in his mid-80s, and it doesn't work. <laughs> Give me the plans, whippersnapper. <laughs> and do it by four. I have an early bird dinner to get to. <laughs> and he's... You know, he's supposed to be Darth Vader's younger in that film by 10 minutes than he is the first time we see him ever on screen in, you know, in mm -hmm. A New Hope. Yeah. And so it's weird to have that, but then they can go back and recreate it so brilliantly. I hate the idea that they're going to use AI to be able to replicate all this because it discourages the arts from growing. But after a 40-year run as a character, I'm pretty okay with the man-machine being well, replicated. Well, and you have somebody like, it's it's hard to say, um, because the only time that you would be replicating the voice or image of somebody is like when they are so iconic that to do it differently would be yeah. uh, worse. Except for the fact that like you look at how they recreated uh, Princess Leia in Rogue yeah. One, right? Where, or it's still even, weird. Um, uh, Tarkin, um, what's the, the uh, actor's name, right? Um, Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah, Grand Moff Tarkin. I don't, I don't remember the actor's name, but um, they uh, Peter. Oh, Peter Cushing. Yeah, good job. Yeah, um, the uh, like when they recreated those guys, it was like Uncanny Valley, where they were like they were CGI, obviously, but it was like too CGI to not be human, but not CGI enough to be like different, you know. So it's so it created this kind of like very strange. Um, uh, the situation. leap is good though. They got within like it's like uh, the, the Seahawks winning back to back Super Bowls. You were right there, and yeah. then it didn't. Yeah. It didn't happen because you didn't give the ball to Marshawn. Yeah. Like they're right there. If no, they'll make a I breakthrough guess, where it works. But I guess like like my my concern my I guess not concern is like we're gonna get to a point where um, uh, CGI is gonna be good enough, right? And so is yeah. the voice AI is gonna be good enough that we're not gonna think about. Um, actor like you're just be like we need a person that looks exactly like this so we're just going to create it you know oh and, for sure and then like all of a sudden like not that i'm worried about the profession of acting going away like oh no you get paid billions of dollars to you know uh fly around the country or the world i'm look i'm not that flippant about the arts um however yeah, yeah. i think that like the rock has played the same character in every single movie he's ever been in um and gets paid a lot of money for it so um like but there's part of me that's like I, it's it's weird too from you know hopefully that james earl jones once he does pass away like his his estate body goes straight to hell <laughs> obviously because um he's been turned into ai uh the uh um no just like the 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 financial aspect of it is really strange like the the i'm not i'm less worried about the ethical aspect of it as i am about just like the from an entertainment standpoint like wouldn't it be cool like i like i actually really liked the han solo uh movie uh, oh, yeah, me with, too. With, uh, i loved it yeah i thought it was great and i thought it was really cool to see a young actor doing the part of han solo um yeah. and you know even though uh harrison ford acted that character at that age essentially you know and so um, it would have been way worse if they had at the stage of technology we have right sure. now if they would have tried to recreate young harrison ford and the voice is something that they can get a lot 
easier. One of my smartest friends, I told him that like it takes so much more data for visuals than it does for vocal performance or for audio performance because there's just you're dealing with photons and all these different dimensions of color and visual. And with voice, it's so much less data. Just look at an hour-long album versus an hour-long television show, and you'll see the huge leap in between the file sizes. But like, you could even get you could even AI generate a uh, character to play young Han Solo and then do his voice AI generated. And if you closed your eyes, you would, I bet you, you would, I'd be willing to put my money on the fact that you could close your eyes and not tell that it wasn't Harrison Ford. But as soon as you opened them, you'd be like, what is this? That new, that new, uh, avatar film. Yeah. Do you think, do you think that there's like a, um, uh, do you think that a, like we're we're at this point with voice technology where like yeah. your series and your you know all your Google assistants and stuff like that they're doing their best to imitate like a real human inflection and tone and and things like that that only a person who naturally speaks would um and like I, that's not to say that some people don't and and do I'm just saying that like a human who who instinctively puts in their own tone and, and things like that into their the the way they talk like i feel like ai still hasn't quite figured that out like siri hasn't quite figured it out like it's getting there it's though, getting man. close but like i mean you see you use so, google right uh-huh yeah you, yeah yeah you use the google home stuff yeah for me they're leagues ahead of everybody yeah but it's they're... still but it's still so not great and I, I guess the reason i ask is because like you look at um uh i don't know like um queen or uh all of these bands that will go find a new singer that imitates the Mm -hmm. um the singer that they had originally right um that it's great i mean they do a good job because there's so much data from that original source out there in the public domain that like this you know 16 year old kid in china can just watch hours of youtube video and learn how to imitate that voice perfectly right to the point i'm not saying that that's queen i think journey did something like that with a kid from like vietnam or something um but like that it would that not be better because of the instinctual like the human's instinctual ability to do it then but but i don't know i mean like the ai i think digital makeup is going to be the thing that changes it i think that you'll have a uh whatever his name is that played the peter cushing yeah um, and that they'll just do a really good job of being able to face map to the point where we don't, where you lose your disbelief really fast, really quickly. Yeah. That it, like, even like, I mean, just even look from Rogue One when they did that and they did Leia right at the end. Mm-hmm. And, um, so they had those two characters done and it was great. I remember seeing it and being like, oh, that's way better than I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. But also, like you say, it's just short of being believable. Right. But still pretty cool. And then, in the Mandalorian season two, when Skywalker shows up, spoiler alert, and he and they like re they generated his voice to be younger Luke Skywalker, and they found an actor that looks just like him, but then they digitally touched it up, and it yeah. looks great. Which is funny now that um, Mark Hamill is actually a voice actor. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but he sounds like an, a he sounds like an old raspy man yeah. now. Yeah, Not yeah, like yeah. a hey kids, you know, like a hey hey yeah. guys, wait up! I'm gonna save the universe. Like <laughs> he, he can't he can't recreate that, and so yeah, yeah. They took his actual voice and then processed it with his existing stuff. Now think about it this way though, Brandon. Like even for you, there's hundreds of hours of material online <laughs> that if we fed this podcast, we could write a script or have an AI write a script, and it could 
Oh, can we please do somebody this for an please do this? Oh, no, let's, my let's figure gosh. it out. Let's do this. Let's like, let's write some. Let's find an AI to write it, and then we'll try and figure out Wait, how. To have do you it. you've seen? I mean, we've talked about them on the show. Like the Netflix had did did a um, yeah. stand up comedy thing where they just fed up every stand up comic you know set into a uh, uh algorithm or you know into a um what are those called what was that cartoon thing that we were watching too that's what it's, 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 that's one of those things that i was talking about it's like, like a, the deep a horror, mind. they did a, a horror story right like yeah. um where oh my gosh like if we could find a way i mean these things they need the data we have the data we've the, us two idiots have been talking to each other on the medium like this for at least the last five years we've got five years of soccer podcast full 90 soccer time podcast now available on your podcast provider of choice or the odyssey app oh oh, i would i mean i would laugh it would talk sports and nerd talk at the same time like i think it could be insane dude (laughs) we could just feed it striker for rebels uh james earl (laughs) ladero darth Rui diaz (laughs) darth logger way actually thank you thank you (laughs) no oh man like we could even feed it these sheets dude we could even feed it this data that we like draw up as our show prep I think we should look into this for real and see what it is. Meanwhile, though, the future of lawn mowing sounds way cooler. I know it's pretty cool as it is, but it's also now like 10 times more dangerous. And yes, more dangerous than a spinning piece of sharpened metal. Dude, okay? that's how my, my grandpa lost half a finger uh, mowing the lawn. Whoa. You don't put your hand into the thing while it's on, right? Well, it doesn't help a... him now because he's dead. Well, it wasn't because It up. wasn't because of the finger and it wasn't because of the lawnmower. <laughs> it was cancer. It's way too close to the nuke. So a home inventor made a Roomba-type automated smart rover and affixed a laser to the top of it to zap the grass shorter. And, like, lasers don't work, like, in Star Wars. Choo-choo-choo-choo-choo-choo! You know what I mean? Like, where it just, like, blows a hole through stuff. It's like a continuous beam that just cooks things away, right? So um, he just strapped this thing on there to keep the, the grass all at a certain level. But what about, like, the fence around your yard or the squirrel or... <laughs> The cat, the from the neighbor that comes down there, and then someone else comes by. Like, hey, you guys, you guys barbecuing? And be like, yes, that's what's, that's what we're doing. I just like the sound of a, a laser equipped robot driving around before it gets the command to turn on us. I mean, I feel like uh, that's so Gregor. <laughs> that's so new. The the uh, I've been worried about. Um, you know, we were talking earlier about like uh, what would post-apocalyptic anything look like where all of a sudden we have to fight robots like in Terminator, right? Well, like right now, I feel like my odds are pretty good because yeah. robots, like, I mean, there's not enough of those Boston Dynamics robots unless, you know, uh, General Kenobi ordered them to be uh, replicated at a pace that we were not aware of. Um, there's not enough of those robots, which I think is the only one that I couldn't take in a fight uh, right now. Like, I'm going to back that up. I think that there's probably a few robots. I just would have to put a little bit more thought into it. Um, I want to see, this is the TV show I want to see. Brandon fights a robot. Question of the week, which robot do you think you couldn't take in a fight? (laughs) No, it's, is this a simulation? Um, No, but like, uh, uh, the closer we get to like Roombas with lasers uh, killing the squirrels in your yard, uh, the the more I'm like, oh, maybe actually I will drive closer to the nuke because I don't think I can take that robot. Yeah, I mean, or a flamethrower, or just a gun. I mean, like, yeah, it has a lot of problems when you shoot the gun. It has the, you know, the, the recoil or whatever. Like, yeah, they'll just put a spring on it. I'm surprised. <laughs> like, it's t- I'm surprised it's taken us this long because, like, um, you obviously there was that that show Battlebots where we basically oh, yeah. made this robot, except it wasn't hey, lasers. Hey. It was like, 
Is there a is there a show that has more promise and delivers less than BattleBots? Yeah, no. No. Because it's just like... That show sounds like, like amazing, and then you watch amazing. it, and you're like, okay, well, you just get the spinny one, and the spinny one's going to beat all the other ones. Like, it's... Yeah, no, but like the one that's just like a compact, like ramp, like a simple physics ramp on the front, and all yeah. it does is just drive on over and go, flip, flip and then over, flip them over, yeah. and then the guy's like, well, shit, I don't know how to... I don't know how to get up. Yeah. Now what? Yeah. You're like, game yep, over. Yeah. I win. And like the one that spins like a, like a, <laughs> like the lawnmower of them is like, well, you, you can hit me all you want, but I've got this steel plate. So. Yeah. I mean, like, oh, can you just build a, a Roomba? Like the bottom of a lawnmower is the shape of a Roomba, right? Yeah. Like just put a bunch of blades on the bottom of a Roomba. And, and the top. And the top, obviously, <laughs> because you don't want a, a crow landing on that bad boy and pooping all over your yard. This bad boy. Oh, I thought you meant for battle bots. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I think they, no, I think they have a remote like, control I'm one. Though. About, I think like, there is. Mowing your lawn. I think there is one. I think there's like a legit like blade powered lawn, remote lawnmower that can do it for you. There Set up little zones and. What I would do is I would keep it outside, and then when the you know when the mole pops its head up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 14th century France in the back of Gregor's house. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't actually have a yard, so it's or a lawn, so it really doesn't. Dude, I, I I do have a lawn, and um, let me tell you, like you don't think there's a right way and a long and a wrong way to mow your grass until you have your own lawn, and then somebody like your father, who is well equipped at um, uh, mowing the lawn. Bad news, buddy. My dad is Sorry. in the earth. Not your father. My father. <laughs> um, uh, Tom is like, you're mowing it wrong. Where's Greg? I won't pay him to yell at him to do it better. Pokes his head out of the ground. Oh, no, the Roomba. Whack. <laughs> I got to admit, um, I'm, uh, I'm out of time. Okay. And so, unfortunately, but this... We got to come back around to this episode's question of the week. Question of the week was, what is this a simulation? Is this a simulation? And also, yes. can you feed Gregor and I's data into a machine that's going to make us a funny story? I have been driving around um, in like a state of panicked depression. Like yeah. I think it's called manic. Manic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And But like a simultaneously that and feeling just awful yeah great and then i like listen so i'm like looking for things to listen to and i listen to john green's audiobook he reads it himself he's like a he's a wonderful person he's written a bunch of uh that's what you think it was actually a artificial intelligence version of john green's voice well so so he like he's like hella depressing because he's like a depressed dude himself but he's like really smart and he wrote a review of the anthropocene which is the epic that we're living in right now where the humans ruin the earth you know and so he wrote a review of just like, it's just like a bunch of essays about like just reviewing like the largest paintball in, in the world or whatever. It's just like, it's seemingly random, but it's really well done. Just all these different aspects of life and stuff. But he reads quite slowly and he doesn't, he has kind of an NPR voice a little bit. And his brother Hank is very popular also for the science stuff that he does on TikTok. The two of them are fantastic. But I found myself listening to this and it was like droning on and on about all this depressive stuff. And I was, like, feeling worse and worse. So someone was like, speed it up. And I did to 1.2, and it made it, like, a lot more listenable. But as I, as I was listening to it, he was hitting on all these, like, key topics that I'm feeling right now. And, like, really oddly specifically connecting with me in a way that a great artist does where you think, like, you're kind of, like, kin. You're, like, you know 
two peas in a pod type mm-hmm. thing. And I was like, oh, if we hung out, it would be it would take us it would take him an hour of being anxious to get over his anxiety, and then we would just sit and talk about wild things forever. And then you'd be like, hey man, this is really great, but could you actually talk a little faster? <laughs> And so when I'm listening to you, I can speed you up. So just chop, chop. Let let me see that dial in your lower back. (laughs) So, but then like, then I switched to, then I couldn't find anything, any fictional. I'm having a hard time finding fictional stuff to listen to because I'm devoid of hope and feeling bleak. And so like fiction seems like a lie to me right now. And so then I put on like an audio book for a reading of Stephen Hawkins, uh, Hawkins, um, sorry, it's Taylor Hawkins, Stephen Hawking. Uh, I put on Stephen Both Hawking's A Brief History of Time. I started listening to that, and it was like, there's just these small questions that get asked that don't add up for me. And it's like, you know, the nature of time. And if there was a Big Bang, then is this like the second go-round of the universe? Like it all collapsed on itself and then it exploded again? and then, Or is this the infinite number of the universe? Or what is infinity? What are There's all these clever things. Like, not logical, but thought processes you can get stuck in thinking about what everything is, where it makes it feel like there's not an answer because it's a simulation. That and the machine is feeding me things to match my feelings. And then there's just, like, a lot of weird stuff that happens where you're like, how did we invent helicopters? (laughs) And, like, what a stupid thing that is. And what's root beer? Yeah, and what's root beer? And, you know, it's there's just, like, a lot of these... Things that I think about and I'm like, that's insane that we came up with something like Dude, that. This isn't real. Think about the fact that right now, if you're listening to this, if you're a listener that's or even the fact that you and I are talking yeah. to each other, right? Um, our, our, the voice, the, the physical noise that we are making in the space that we are in is yeah. going into a machine that is um, tr- processing and translating that, that physical data and regurgitating it out in a speaker or in a headphone or wherever you yeah. are listening to that in a way that is replicating it's it's not my voice it's replicating my voice to you on the other side and all over the same wires like we all share the same wire to get from Spokane to Snohomish yeah. it's like the same like yeah. maybe it's a thousand wires but it's like all of us are doing the same thing at the same time or it goes to space and back and it's or happening whatever. in real time and like that real time. like think about um i was thinking about this literally this morning about like there's a, a microchip on your phone that when i listen to the the, the uh, nerd talk plus um on my podcast app that uh it is just there is data stored somewhere yeah. and it's in a physical storage. Like what's on there? What's in there? The government well, won't tell us. Worse yet, I like right now I'm pretty convinced that like not really, but like when I start thinking about it, I'm convinced that you're not real. Oh, I'm not. That that this is oh, okay. Well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> no, that like that it's that my mind is has created you for this purpose of this interaction like things are going great and it creates great things to happen and then it's like well time for a plot twist and things aren't going great now like let's introduce some characters that can play up to that and it's just like personality stuff that like i can only see part of what i'm I'm, like stuck in a rut or a loop or whatever and so like it let's just put it let's write some new characters the ai is just writing things to make it interesting and sometimes they're super weird like helicopters or whales or whatever so it's like You know what? But I like how weird are whales? You know, and I'm I don't really want the answer to that because I have to go for real. But yeah, yeah, yeah. let's 
just think about it over the next week and we'll talk it we'll we'll circle back around to it next week do you want it's crazy do you want to know what i'm going to be thinking about for the next week yeah that there's actually one hot chick in your class <laughs> and you've just said that there's two in order to sow chaos <laughs> it's like when you release uh uh pigs into a high school and you number you release three pigs but you number them one two and four <laughs> just, just the people are like super like, where's the third out? one where's the third one where's the second hot chick oh man you are that's maniacal <laughs> that's terrible um all right well uh that brings us to the end of yet another heady show this one actually yeah we I talked about some stuff yeah so um i'm curious to know other than that there's two hot chicks in my spanish class what did we learn this week um I... someday i'll know that in past tense and i'll be able to ask you that in spanish in past tense oh that'd be cool yeah um uh, i actually learned so much about uh neptune and then i forgot it all so it has a planet or uh, a planetoid that is caught in its gravity well that titan. Uh, orbits triton that uh, orbits the opposite way of the other moons. Yeah, cool. Uh, what did you learn this week? Um, I guess I learned that... I guess I learned that, like, the idea of, like, why I think it's a simulation and why someone else does um, are different. I mean, and that it opens sounds up like, a lot of... It sounds like if you boil it down, you think that this is a simulation because helicopters exist. <laughs> <laughs> Man, one of those ones with the tube, tube, yeah, yeah, flew over yeah. me the other day, and oh, yeah. um, and uh, it flew right over my house, and I was like, this is too weird. It's like helicopters are so. I understand the physics and everything, but just like the fact that someone would make that and then fly in one, and then I gotta say, shout outs to my buddy Sean. He's had really bad experiences with that, and I'm sorry that I'm. I know he's listening to this, and that we've just gone. He's on like, oh, stop saying it. But you know what else I learned this week? What? Sean's not real. Nerd talk, nerd talk, talking about nerd talk, yeah! Hey, thanks for joining us for Nerd Talk Plus every weekday, uh, every Tuesday at 10 a.m. live on the Odyssey app, or of course you can get us on demand from the Odyssey app or the podcast provider of your choice. I'm Gregor, he's Brandon, have a great week! And this has just been artificial uh, intelligence versions of our voices in your ears. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.